Hey everybody, Ellie Mae here. Don't try to me, episode four, I think. Who's keeping track? Not me. Just kidding, I kind of am. It's fine. Okay, so no intro music yet because it's done, but I just, I'm, I wanted to record like right now and that was too much work. <laughs> so last week I didn't record any podcast and that was because I was super busy and also I was getting ready for the weekend, um, which I'll talk about in a minute, but I wrote down a million things last week because I kept wanting to record but I didn't have time so I will talk about all those things maybe tomorrow but they're interesting they're so interesting you guys you're gonna be so interested it's gonna be amazing so this week um or or today gosh too much caffeine um today I want to talk about a little bit about the Minnesota State Fair and don't worry it's gonna get political don't worry um so Minnesota is the homeland. So fiance and I went up there over the weekend and uh, we ate some amazing food and did amazing things. We walked almost eight miles throughout the day at the fair. We went with my dad and stepmom. And, um, uh, you know, the goal at the fair is always to, like, try as many different foods as you can. So we did that. I, I tried some duck drummies, which I love ducks, so I kind of felt bad. But you know what? All you hunters out there, don't make fun of me right now. I am a meat eater, even though I kind of wish I wasn't, but still. Anyway, so had some duck drummies. He had alligator on a stick. Uh, I can't even remember what my dad had. Uh, my stepmom got these Australian battered potato things. No idea why they're Australian. They needed a little salt, but they were really good. Um, I had an amazing corn dog. I love corn dogs. Then I had, I wanted to try something new. So I had this corn dog thing, but it had blueberries, wild rice, and a maple syrup breaded, breading outside. It was, it was bad because you know what they wanted me to dip it in? Ketchup. What? No. Look, I like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches with Doritos in it. Okay. So I like weird things, but dipping that in ketchup, it needed to be dipped in syrup, people. Get with the program. But at least I tried something new. My favorite thing was the fried pickles. I love those so much. Oh, my gosh. So, anyway, we had a great day at the fair. It was wonderful. It was amazing. Uh, Perfect weather. I think it was record high attendance. So, it was really busy. Sweet Martha's was a freaking zoo. Uh, They're the chocolate chip cookies in a bucket. They went viral a while ago. But every Minnesotan knows what they are. But, uh I've only had it like twice because the line is just too long. Uh, And they're really worth it if the line is shorter. Not if you have to wait an hour, though. That's ridiculous. So we saw the line from a gondola on the sky ride, and it was like ants attacking a small crumb of food as if it was the last crumb of food on Earth. And Sweet Martha's was that crumb, and the ants were the people. looked like Black Friday, you know, people fighting over the last freaking TV Someone probably got punched on there. God bless. So we did not get the the cookies. Anyway, so we had a great day. You know, saw a lot of political art. Nothing promoting Trump, of course. Uh, <laughs> we're in Minnesota. But a lot promoting Ilhan Omar, which is what I'm going to talk about. So I'm going to talk about this very carefully because I'm sure I have family and friends who voted for her. But I want to talk about um, the red flags. Of Ilhan Omar. Starting with, I just want to just mention before I forget, the Imam of Peace. If you follow him, he used to be a radical 
Islamic uh, person who, uh, you know, hated Jewish people. He was outspoken about all these things. And then he he kind of had something happen to him where it changed his whole view. And he, he's now very critical of uh, the radical sects of Islam. And he he's still very much Muslim. I mean, his Twitter, you know, is talking. He, he brings up discrimination, actual discrimination, um, stuff that happens. But he is very critical of the stuff that goes on. And he's very critical of Ilhan Omar because of her ties to care and her uh, the people who support her, the publications that support her. That he, he said, I would never want this publication to support me because you know what that means. That means, you know, that I'm a radical, you know, person. So... You should check out his Twitter. Um, he goes on, uh, of course, Fox News a lot. And or I don't know if a lot, but or no, he was it even Fox News. That I saw him. On? I don't know. I saw him on the Christian channel <laughs> because they were they were wanting insights about, you know, what he was saying. What was it? CBN? I don't know. He tweeted it. I, I wasn't watching CBN, but I, I do watch it sometimes. Um, I actually have a sermon on right now. I'm going down many rabbit trails. Bear with me. It's the caffeine. I'm watching a sermon right now uh, that I need to finish because it's about mental and emotional health. And my mental and emotional health after this uh, podcast is probably going to need some help because I'm upset about Ilhan Omar. <laughs> uh, okay, so Ilhan. She, you know, is idolized by a lot of liberals. You know, it's like, oh, look, I'm a liberal. I'm so progressive. Like, I support this this girl and, you know, this Muslim woman and blah, blah, blah. That's fine. You can support a Muslim woman all day, every day. But it's not fine if they're a total radical who is is against all of your liberal views. Not saying she is, by the way. But we're going to talk about the red flags that might indicate, you know, that she is against these things. Um, so, um, sorry, I, there was something else I was going to say. It doesn't matter. So she's idolized by all this art. I was walk, walking through the fair and I'm seeing her everywhere. And I was just like, man, let's be intellectually honest. You know, we, we look at Trump with a microscope, which is fair. Uh, I think all politicians should be looked at with a microscope. But but why do people on the left not look at their own with a microscope? People on the right, they look at all, most people on the right, look at all of their politicians with a microscope because we don't trust anybody in government. Because we don't trust government. The left trusts government. Therefore, they're like, oh, yeah, if anyone says they're a Democrat, they must, you know, have great intentions. You know, there are a few exceptions with uh, Bernie bros not liking Hillary, which... Respect, nothing but respect for the people who are at least intellectually honest. I might fundamentally disagree everything that you believe in, but I respect you for at least, you know, having that consistency. So, um, do I even want to read this whole thing? So I want to, yeah, I do. There's this article from the Atlantic talking about Ilhan Omar and the author is a liberal and so that's why I'm going to read it, because they're an intellectually honest liberal, which is a rare thing these days, um, who are, you know, in regards to people who are in, involved in politics or journalism. I'm not talking about everyday Democrats who are like, oh, yeah, I'm a Democrat. Uh, I don't really pay attention. If you're a Democrat and you don't pay attention, I, I just want to say that your party has left you. 
you should probably pay attention to see what the heck you're voting for these days because I have a very strong feeling that you don't probably believe in all those things. And if you do, your values have drastically changed because you think it's somehow progressive. But it's really not. It's like a snake that's eating its own butt. Just look into it. Anyway, so this... This journalist, I'm just going to read it, it's from The Atlantic. Uh, In July at the Washington, D.C. Conference of the Muslim Collective for Equitable Democracy, Representative Ilhan Omar gave a heated answer to a question posed by a member of the audience. The woman had asked if Omar and Representative Rashida Tlaib would be willing to make public statements condemning female genital mutilation. She said that given a recent court decision in Detroit that had found the only federal law against FGM unconstitutional, it could be, quote, really powerful if the two Muslim congresswomen would do so. So this member of the audience uh, was basically asking, okay, look, uh, this Muslim doctor got arrested for, you know, cutting off girls' parts with a freaking razor blade, uh, girls who were six, seven, eight years old. Um, There's clearly, there's a cause for alarm there. Could you as a Muslim congresswoman, women, say something, you know, to condemn this because it's a relevant issue right now. And these little girls are being, you know, their rights are being stripped from them. So can we, like, say something, please? <laughs> well, no, they didn't want to say anything. So, hold on. <coughs> so, this is, let's move on. Let's see, where where was I? Um... Okay, Omar listened quietly, a half-smile playing at her lips. We all know that look. She's just so smug. Anyway, and then she gave her answer. She called the question appalling. She said that it was frustrating that she was... uh, and that she was quite disgusted that as a Muslim, as Muslim legislators, we are constantly being asked to waste our time speaking to issues that other people are not asked to speak to. Waste your time? You think those little girls who were cut up think it would be a waste of time? You think you're the only people who are asked to talk about this? We ask every feminist all the time to talk about this, but they're too scared of offending Muslims to talk about it. Is that not in itself concerning? Why should we be why should we be afraid of offending people if it's not a problem? You know, it's not just it's and we're not just saying, "Oh, Ilhan, please talk about this because, you know, you're Muslim." No, th- these things are coming from your district and they're happening now. So please condemn them because you represent your district and you're not the only person being asked just because you're Muslim or whatever. You You and all the feminists on the left are being asked to condemn FGM. It's never talked about. And that is horrible. That's horrible. I post about it. I should post about it more frequently. But I post about it as much as I can. Because it is the worst thing you can imagine for a little girl. It's, anyway. um, So no, Ilhan, you're not special just because you're being asked this. It's feminists who are being asked. And it's everyone. This isn't a partisan thing. (laughs) This is not partisan at all. This isn't, oh, because of your religion. Oh, it's an attack. No, it's very simple. (laughs) So, oh, my gosh. And I understand. I understand. You know, I if there was a Muslim who who took pride in America and, you know, uh, was proving their love for this country and all these things and, um was asked to condemn 9-11. I would understand how that's frustrating. I would get that. 
But when, you know, you have someone like Ilhan Omar being frustrated over these questions, it's like, well, they're valid questions because you say 9-11 was some people did something. And, you you know, you laugh about uh, a professor being upset over Al-Qaeda. <laughs> like, these are valid questions because you make the lines kind of blurry. We're wondering because you kind of seem like you sympathize with terrorists. Sorry. Like, oh, my gosh. But I, if, if you're, you know... Republicans are asked to condemn crap all the time, over and over and over and over. It gets frustrating. I get it. I get that. Okay, I'm going to continue with the article. So she's disgusted that she has to condemn female genital mutilation that's happening in her own district. Oh, my gosh. It's so frustrating. Okay. Um, she suggested that FGM has become a particular litmus test for Muslim elected officials, one that puts assumptions about the religious and cultural identities ahead of full confidence in their American one. I'm sorry, but your American identity should be questioned for every politician because there that is not something that anyone should have confidence in because all politicians want to do is advance their own agenda and advance their own power. So, yeah, assumptions are made about politicians. Get used to it. You're representing people. You kind of have, you have a duty to prove things to people that you're representing. Sorry. Okay. Excer not sorry, actually. Excerpts from the exchange were widely posted by news outlets, including The Guardian and CNN. Several progressive publications sided with the congresswoman. Quote, Ilhan Omar is done responding to bigoted assumptions about her beliefs. Read a headline at the cut. The holder of this particular, quote, bigoted assumption, however, was not a closed-minded evangelical looking to demonize a culture she didn't understand. She was, and I'm sorry for butchering the name, Ani Asman Zoneveld, the founder of Muslims for Progressive Values. So she is a Muslim for, quote, progressive values. She's the founder of that organization. She was looking for allyship from the two most powerful Muslim American women in government. Omar was aware of her identity because Zonaveld introduced herself before speaking. Quote, I always introduce myself because I don't look Muslim and I don't wear the hijab. That's what she told the author of the article. Um, in the first part of her question, the part that didn't go viral, she asked Omar for an update on a bill she'd sponsored to sanction Brunei for imposing stoning as the penalty for homosexuality. That query produced not anger from Omar, but a plea for the audience to help advocate for it. This is, par this is partly what made the harshness of her response to FGM question question notable she was will omar was willing to talk about stoning but outraged to be asked about genital cutting i asked zonaveld why she thought omar became so dismissive of her on the matter of fgm and she sighed it probably had to do with uh or it it probably had to do with being worried about anti-immigration attitude attitudes she said she understood this concern but insisted that nonetheless quote we have to keep hyper focused on this issue we have to defend the human rights of the girls was it wrong to ask Omar to join the fight against FGM? Not when you consider that, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, a disproportionate number of girls at risk for female genital mutilation in the United States live in Omar's 5th Congressional District in Minnesota, which includes the largest Somali population in the United States. This question was valid, it was relevant, and it was reasonable. And Omar shrugged it off and smirked and attacked the the Muslim girl who asked the question and, and played the victim saying she was basically insulted by it. Why? 
that is a red flag. Do her, do her constituents support it so much that she's afraid to condemn it? That is concerning. Who is going to defend these little girls if not Ilhan Omar, who represents that district? I'm not saying Ilhan supports it, but I'm saying there's a red flag about the majority of her constituents, the majority of her supporters because otherwise what what's the problem in condemning it it's so concerning now i'm going to talk about two of the the victims of this that uh were had to do with the arrest of that doctor in michigan and had to do with uh, the court case according to the criminal complaint filed in federal court the doctor uh, who was arrested she performed the procedure on girls between the ages of six and eight years old including a pair of seven-year-old girls from Minnesota. One victim said she got a uh, shot. She got a shot, which is what the razor blade, the feeling of the razor blade, the girl interpreted it as a shot. Um, she said it hurt really bad, and she screamed. After the procedure, she could barely walk, and it hurt all the way down to her ankle. Seven-year-old girl. And one of the other girls said, the, the mom said, oh, we're going on a girl's trip. Imagine being a seven-year-old girl. And being held down and having that happen. You know, a lot of the time, too, it's not just scraping off their area. It is sewing them shut. Sewing. Stitching. How does... How do you... What? If this isn't the most misogynist, horrible act of a very real patriarchy in this sense... I don't, I mean, man. <laughs> some immediate problems from FGM can include death. Uh, some long-term ones are, and you should look up interviews with girls, women, who have the long-lasting effects of this. Muslim women, still Muslim, and they were victims of this, and, I mean, it, it's fundamentally changed their lives, obviously. And it's all to keep girls from, you know, not having sex and enjoying it and, you know, outside of marriage and just, it's just, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not saying you should have sex outside of marriage. I'm saying the, the, the lengths they'll go to prevent that. Increased risk of childbirth complications, difficult delivery, excessive bleeding, uh, need to resuscitate the baby and newborn deaths. Need for later surgeries. For example, the FGM procedure that seals or narrows a vaginal opening needs to be cut open later to allow for sexual intercourse and childbirth. Sometimes genital tissue is stitched back again several times, including after childbirth. Hence, the woman goes through repeated opening and closing procedures, further, further increasing both immediate and long-term risks. Oh, so the woman, the woman really is only meant to just have kids, and then she's sewn up after that. Hmm. Psychological problems, depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, low self-esteem, etc. Cervical cancer, urinary problems, menstrual problems. Yeah, how do you have a period? Oh, my gosh. It's horrible. It's horrific. So it, that can't be condemned, apparently, by Ilhan Omar. A relevant problem with... The most at-risk girls are in her district. And feminists support Ilhan. Circle of liberalism. It's, I won't even call it liberalism. This is insanity. <laughs> this is leftism. This is 
this is bad. So, uh, there's a video by Amy Horowitz, um, and he goes to the neighborhood Ilhan is from in Minneapolis, uh, one that I lived five minutes from for two or three years. Uh, so I'm very familiar with the neighborhood. Um, he goes there and asks um, the people about Sharia law, and they all are for it. You know, Sharia law can be extreme, it can be less extreme, but they would want America to have Sharia law. And then they go on and say that they would all rather live in Somalia. So I don't really understand why, but whatever. Um, so, you know, some cases of Sharia law, you get your hand cut off for stealing. I'm sure the crime rate could be pretty low, to be honest. It's, yeah. Um, you, uh, the father has the authority to sell off his little daughters to be married. Uh, and in the video, you know, this is right in Minneapolis. The woman is saying, um, oh, yeah, the father has the authority, you know, at age 15, in her opinion, that was her opinion, uh, to sell uh, or to marry off her, his daughter. Um, you know, we see more extreme cases at age nine and even younger. Um, and they say they understand the, the violence, the violent responses to people drawing Muhammad and they are okay with it. And, and they're just casually talking about this, like, oh yeah, it's fine. (laughs) Um, what else? Uh, you know, there's lashings for... If you have if you have like sex out of marriage and crap like that, like it's just and again, you can do your own research, Um, but it's a religious law. So I don't know how liberals are sympathetic towards that because they sure aren't sympathetic to, uh, you know, in God we trust written on a quarter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. So watch the video. I'll, I'll play. I'll just play a snippet of it. I was gonna play the whole thing. It's just too much. I mean, one guy is talking uh, talking about uh, <laughs> how he wants to kill himself. He's talking about that uh, in response to all the hate, which he is linking to the drawings of Muhammad. So, and he's talking right outside of the apartment buildings that we used to call the crack stacks, but it's like maybe considered little Somalia now. I don't know, because the Somali population. Anyway, uh, I'm going to start it randomly. I don't know. It's kind of hard to hear, but here, here you go. Uh, Sharia law over American law. Of course, yeah. Of course, yeah. And do you find most of your friends uh, say, feel the same way? Yeah, of course, if you're Muslim, yeah. He can make his daughter marry somebody. Yeah, he can. Yeah, he can. He has the authority, you know? The authority that. Yeah, to do that, yeah. So here, how young do you think it's okay? Uh, yeah, 15. How do you feel when, when this whole controversy with the Prophet Muhammad and people... Hold on, let me fast forward. That they're getting is causing a problem. Uh, it's casting hatred for other people. Would it be better if we made it illegal in America to make fun of the Prophet Muhammad? Definitely, yeah. Do you think we should make a law that makes it illegal to... to, to... That would be better, yeah. That would be better. That would be better. Yeah. To stop, you know... Uh, aggressive. To stop the I was so upset and I was so mad. They insulted our religion, 
the insult are perfect and we couldn't take it. And they shouldn't be allowed to do that. Oh my God. He's God, aggressively yes. talking with Do you understand the motivation behind the people then who, who strike out violently against people who depict the Prophet Muhammad? Yeah, I understand totally where I'm coming from. Do yeah. you understand why they feel motivated to do that? Yes, because when you, when you, when you every day you face frustration and, you know, uh, every day you have, uh, um, uh, you know, you're mad or somebody say that or you feel hate yourself. You can do anything you want. You, you, if you commit suicide, you don't care because what? You, you, your heart, your heart is telling you, I don't want to live no more because you, you couldn't take that much hate or you, you, mm. you, you kill someone. In a way, they kind of deserved it. Yeah, yeah, no, every action they deserve. <laughs> is it right to kill somebody who insults Muhammad? Yeah, because she is just, what? uh, she had the religion, I understand, but she shouldn't pick up the prophet, you know? So you understand why people would want to attack her? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, so watch it. Watch it. It's Amy Horowitz. Uh, Minneapolis Muslim Sharia law better than American laws. <laughs> if you're searching on YouTube. Um, he's a great uh, journalist. Um, so, yeah, that's in the neighborhood that I lived very close to. <laughs> it's very extreme. And that's who Ilhan is uh, representing. And it just, you know, not saying she's... She's believing in Sharia. I'm not saying that. I, I, I'm sure there's evidence that she does, but um, yeah. Red flags, right? Right? So I'm sure I have more to say about this. I just, I guess I'll finish up by saying, please be intellectually honest when looking at these people and don't just be like, oh, look, I am so progressive. I have a button of uh, Ilhan Omar. I'm so cool. Like, no. I don't know if you guys have the same values. You know, this is, I'm pretty sure this could be a nonpartisan thing where it's like uh, conservatives and uh, liberals would probably agree that we don't share uh, the same values of um, <laughs> Sharia law <laughs> and uh, uh, FGM. I would freaking hope not. And please, you know, compare it to circumcision. That's fine. Do that all you want but there that's there is no comparison there is no comparison absolutely no comparison um and, and if you're against both that's that you know there's a level of consistency consistency <laughs> consistency to that but uh it's 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 apples and oranges i mean there's no comparison to the trauma it does to a girl and what it physically takes away from her um, I mean, there's literally no comparison to that. So, um, let's stand up for the little girls. Yeah. Can we do that? Please. All of us. <sighs> let's see if I'm missing anything. I don't think so. Um, um, all right. So that's Ilhan Omar. You know, we shouldn't idolize any politician, but I'd really hope you would look into the politicians you do idolize before you idolize them. And if you do believe in, you know, FGM and having the right to do that to little girls and uh, if you're sympathetic to Sharia law and are okay with maybe one day, you know, that being implemented around you, then that's your prerogative. And I fundamentally disagree with you on so many levels, but just know what you're advocating for, okay, everyone? Um, so, what were, so a couple of things I was going to talk about, yeah, I'm going on. 27 minutes. 
lit. Um, and maybe I'll, I'm going to read my list, but, um, uh, oh, this is interesting. Um, and I might touch on a couple of them, but I'm just going to go over it so I know what I'm talking about in the future, and so you do too. So, um, uh, there's that Michael Jackson, um, movie that came out, like, uh, something Neverland, I don't know. Uh, and, you know, people were mad that he would lay in bed with little boys. And then someone brought up the, uh, maybe it was my friend who brought up, uh, Oprah would, there was a picture of her laying in bed with, like, little girls or something. Maybe it was a photo shoot. I don't really know the context of it. I should probably find out. Um, but I had a point to make about that and the differences in gender. Um, uh, what? I can't even read my own typing here. I have no idea what that means. So something about uh, guns. Um, ooh, this was interesting. And I will just talk about it quickly. All right. So I was driving down the road last week getting ready for going out of town. And I saw this bumper sticker and it, ugh, it like hurt my spirit because um, it was like a pentagram thing. But then I saw like she had witch, um, witch, uh, bumper stickers. And I was like, oh, okay. So this woman thinks she's a witch, but hear me out. Uh, she had don't tread on me. Um, uh, don't tread on me sticker as well. So I was like, how interesting. She isn't forcing me to accept her as a witch. She's rather saying, you know, government and everyone just like back away, let live and let live, leave me alone. I'll leave you alone. And I was like, isn't that something? That is really, that is so refreshing to see that over, you know, the coexistic or which just screams, accept me, accept me. And, you know, I always laugh when I see a coexist sticker. I'm always like, what do you think we're doing? We are coexisting. <laughs> like, we are. Um, and we do it pretty well, but the media likes to disrupt that and create division. But without the media, we coexist great. Live and let live. Like, everyone does that. So, it's the media's the worst thing ever um so i just thought that was so interesting to don't try to try on me sticker um and you know i i couldn't be further from her beliefs in terms of spirituality <laughs> like woo. um but i was like thank you for at least not forcing me to sorry my alarm is going off thank you for not forcing people to accept you you know and and we can actually seek common ground a lot easier when you have a don't tread on me uh, sticker versus accept me you know it makes me want to be like okay what do we have in common you know it's like people who who demand respect for all women no I'll respect all people worthy of respect despite you know gender and you know, as a Christian I, I try to respect everyone anyway but you get you get the point so I just thought that was interesting uh, I, I might talk about that more later because I have more thoughts on it but um then I was going to mention something about the Babylon Bee, um, the FBI cameras that were not working or something outside of Epstein's cell. There was more on that. Um, motivational speaking and how I don't think everyone should um, uh, try to be an entrepreneur if it's not in their heart. Um, let's see. Olive Garden, boycotts, Chick-fil-A. Uh, Let's see, lying and dividing, power-hungry politicians. Okay, so I have a lot to talk about later. This is 
over a half an hour long now. I love every person out there, even if I disagree with you. Even if I think you're a threat to my humanity, I still love you because Jesus tells me to love you. It, it's a choice, and it can be hard, but I do. And I have nothing but love for all my listeners. Uh, I'm going to finish this sermon right now on mental and emotional health because after that podcast and FGM and all that, I need some some uplifting things to get my head right. Okay, love you all. I'll talk to you later. This is Don't Tread on May. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Bye, guys.